This is the fifth sicha of Parashas Bereshis and Chelik Tezvav. This is an absolutely fascinating Rashi sicha. What is so fascinating about it is that the Rebbe is going to explain the Rashi in which the, the meaning of the entire Pasuk is transformed, literally a 180 degree turn, without deviating at all from the rules of Rashi and from what the Pasuk is actually saying. It's the way you look at it and the way you come out on the other end, you're facing in two opposite directions. And everything is so, fits in so perfectly. Let's start inside. In the end of Parshish Bereshish, so there's one Pasuk that says that the Abishter saw the Rabba Ra Sa'adam, that the evil of the people is intensifying by Yinochem Hashem, the Abishter regretted that which he did, uh, that he created the world, he created the people. Then the next passage says, Vayemir Hashem Emcha Sa'adam, the Abishter said, I, will, I literally will translate it for now, obliterate the people, even the Rashi says something differently, as we'll see. And then the Pasik ends, Ki Nichamti Ki Asisim, what does that mean? In the very end of this parsha, parshas Bereshis, Rashi quotes the words "kinichamti kiasisim" when it's mafarish and explains I thought about what to do about the fact that I made them. So the Rebbe is going to point out that he doesn't say "I regret that I made them." He says "I have I, I I thought about what to do." Is in them nishvastandik, so there's going to be three questions. Aleph, the word nichamti hot in pastos them badayit von charata. Simply, usually, the word nichamti means regret. But lachere gedavs and the pirush apostle for nichamti kiasisim. So seemingly, the simple meaning of these words should have been ichab charata gehat of them was bechavzei gemacht. I regret the fact that I created them. As if he is tied to targum. Not only the targum yenisim was in pirushes the palam al derech adrash. Not only Targum Yoinison, which often goes off into the more homiletic uh, interpretations, but even Unculus, which usually remains on the path of Pshat, of simple meaning, and uh, even Targum Unculus says, I regret the fact that I made them. Is Vikumtis was Rasha, was Eris Mephalis Pshutish Omikra. Let him down under Pirush. So how is it that Rashi, who is, whose way, whose path, is that of the simple understanding of the Pasik? how is it that Rashi learns a different Pirush? I thought about what to do about the fact that I created them. That's our first question. Why does Rashi deviate from the simple meaning of the word nichamti, which means regret, and explain something different? I thought about the fact that I created them. Nochmer, additionally, this brings us to our second question. A Pasik Friar, on the previous Pasik of Vayi Nochem Hashem, that the Abishter regretted, Git Rashi Rashi presents a rule. Whenever it uses the term nichum, like Vayinochem or Nichamti in the Pasik, Lashen Nimlech Malases, it means he rethought what to do. Or in other words, regret. And Rashi brings a number of Psukim, which it talks about the Abishter in the and saying, 
using a word with the Sheirish of Nichum. And Rashi concludes, Kulam, Lashen Machshava Acheres, saying they all mean a new thought. As the Lashen Nichum in Tanakh, that whenever it uses the term Nichum in Tanakh, meant Alamol Amachshava, says Andesh, it always means a different thought. Meaning to say, regretting the previous thought and coming up with something new. So that's a rule that Rashi presents in the previous Pasik. So according to this rule, Nichamti should have meant regret. In other words, why does Rashi say it differently here? In other words, the question Aleph was in the meaning of the word Nichamti. Why does Rashi change the meaning? Question Bayes is a contradiction between two Rashis. Rashi in the previous Pasik says that if it says the word Nichamti, it means regret. And in this Pasik, Rashi says Nichamti means something else. So in Sif Bayes, the Rebbe is going to, before we get to the third question, the Rebbe is going to try to, to, to suggest an answer and immediately refute the answer and say that... Um, our questions remain. Seemingly we could say, very simple, Rashi doesn't want to use the term, the word regret. Because even a child understands that it's impossible for the Ebishter to have charata to regret. When the estate of the Pasuk says, Hashem is not a person that falsifies, or a person that regrets, that changes his mind. And therefore he has to say that Nichamti means I thought about it, because you can't say I regretted something that I already did by the Ebishter. The Ebishter is not a human being, that, he's, that, that, that he does things or says things and then uh, regrets. But the Rebbe immediately refutes this and says this doesn't make any sense. Because also the previous Pasuk, where Rashi brings the rule that Nicho means regret, is also talking about Hashem. And nevertheless, Rashi says that Veinacha means that his thought was changed, that he did change his thought from his previous thought. Additionally, Amongst the rayas, the proofs that Rashi brings in the previous Pasuk that the word Nichum means regret, is the Pasuk Gufa, this very Pasuk that we wanted to use as a proof that the Abister cannot regret, Rashi uses that as a proof that Nichum means regret. And Rashi over there says that it means regret. That Ben Adam Nacham, that the Abrister does not regret. So obviously, Rashi is bringing a proof from the Pasuk that the Abrister doesn't regret to the fact that Nichum always means regret, including when it's talking about the Abrister, that the Abrister does regret. Seemingly, that is, does not bother Rashi. He is regretful about his servants. The Abishter regretted the, 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 the bad. I regretted the fact that I made Shaul king. 
Was a gamas and the other redzik like in the Abishan and all those psukim is talking about Hashem from Dezweg and Kulam Lash Nachshava Acherisim. Nevertheless, they all mean to change the previous thought and regret. So why can't Rashi translate Nichamti following the same rule that the Abishter that the Abishter regretted his previous thought? In order six and six star, the Rebbe does address what that stida would be. I'm, I'm not going to touch upon it now. Um, I'm just going to make the point that that this asif base was strengthening question base. That even though we know that the Abishter is not a regretful Abishter, nevertheless, nevertheless, we see that it is possible to use the term regret on the Abishter, as it actually does in the Pasik Vayinachem Hashem, the previous Pasik, as it actually does in the other Psukim that he brought as a proof that Nichum means regret. And the question therefore remains why, when it comes to Nichamti, does Rashi not use the, 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 the translation of regret? And he changes it instead to mean, I have to think about it. Now comes question Gimel. Late Pirish Rashi, as Nichamti meant Chashavti Malasis. Now that we, as long as we stick to this Pirish, that Nichamti means, I'm thinking about it. The end of the Pasik, Kiasisim, doesn't fit. According to the way we, 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 we're learning it now, Kiasisim would be the reason that Nichamti. Nichamti ki because Asisim. Nichamti chagitrach vastotan. I have to think what to do. Ki al asher vile vibald Asisim chazigimacht. I have to think about it because I made them. Based on pastors as the time v'sibah v'chashavti malasas b'shtanin in them was rabba ro'asodam. The reason that he has to think about what to do is because they're being bad. Because the Abishur saw that the, that the evil of the person is intensifying. So he had to say, oh boy, what am I going to do about this? He's thinking about it because he created this person that is bad. Because they're sinning, the Abishur is considering what to do with, with them. So the reason that he's thinking is not because he made them. He's thinking because they're, they're sinning. How does Asisim, the fact that Abishur created mankind, how does that serve as a reason for the fact that the Abishter is thinking or rethinking what to do? So these are three questions. Question one, why does Rashi not say Nichamti as regret? Question two, how do you reconcile the contradiction between the two Rashis? Previously, where Rashi says that Nichamti always means, Nichum always means regret. And here, Nichum means uh, uh, thinking. And number three, how do you explain the words kiasisim according to the, the Rashi that says that nichamti means thinking about it? Sif Gimel, in Sif Gimel, the Rebbe is going to introduce another question on Rashi, which is going to lead to the answer that is going to help us understand all of these, the answers to all of these questions. We'll understand this by understanding a previous uh, uh, the previous Rashi, previous teaching of Rashi, on the very same Pasuk, which also that explanation of Rashi seemingly does not follow the way of Pshat. And this is going to be a question for us. The beginning of the Pasuk is, Hashem said, I will Emcha Esa Adam. 
What does it mean? Em chas adam zogdrashi who offer this person is offer is dirt. The human being is made from the dirt. For aviol of mayim, I will bring water upon him. For em chalisay, and he will dissolve. If you have uh, a sand castle and you pour water over the sand castle, the the the, the whole thing is going to is going to disappear. So they the Tzadashi is saying that emcha does not mean to erase. Emcha means I will dissolve him in water. Therefore, it says the word michui. There's many other words um, that in Hebrew that could have been used in Lashon Kedesh that could have been used for the fact that I will destroy the, the, the mankind. Rashi, the Pasuk does not use any of those other words. It uses the words emcha. Rashi says it means to dissolve in water. Now, the Pasuk of the emcha is upmekin. The literal translation of, of emcha means to erase or obliterate. Like for example, by a Amalek it says, you shall obliterate Amalek. That doesn't mean I'm going to dissolve them in water, because we don't find anywhere that the Eden destroyed Amalek through water. So there it means literally to erase or to obliterate. When it says, and it's so basic and simple that it means to obliterate, it doesn't say anything. Now this father it doesn't require an explanation. You look at the word you should erase, you should obliterate the memory of a Malik. So So it's 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 not understood why over here where it says Hashem said Rashi has to explain it. in a in a novel way. I will bring upon him water. And obliterate him. So the question is, why again here does Rashi change from the literal translation, which would mean obliterate or wipe off the face of the earth, and instead translate emcha, I'll wash him away, uh, I will get rid of him through water. Is there beer in them? And here is the key answer to this question and ultimately to the other questions as well. In the Hemshech von Rinyan and the Kumdik when you read the next uh, a stage of this, the next uh, uh, par- next chapter of the story, as it is in the next Sadra. The Abister commands Neach to make a teva into which Neach and his sons will go into. Neach's wife and daughters in law, the wives of his children, are going to go into. And also some of all of the various different species of the animal kingdom, they took it out of it from the marble to be saved from the flood. We cannot translate that emcha means literally to obliterate. This is full standing opfishin, entirely wipe out from their welt off the face of the earth. The human race, the animal kingdom, the crawling uh, creatures, the birds in the heavens, that everything that Abishar created will be removed. Because they weren't wiped off the face of the earth. The Rebbe is telling us that if the Abishar said Emcha, and Emcha meant a total obliteration, then there would have been nothing left from the fact that things remained. That there was a teva and there was noyach people in there and animals in there. This must mean that emcha doesn't mean to obliterate. 
And the proof is in the pudding, in the fact that they weren't obliterated. And in the brackets that have adds, In truth, you don't have to uh, uh, learn this from the next Sadra. In our Sadra, with one, in the next, very next Pasuk, so the last pasuk in in, in Parshas Bereishis, that it says that Neach found favor in the eyes of Hashem. So already you already know that it can't mean that when Hashem says Emche means He wants to get rid of entirely obliterate uh, the human race. Because it wouldn't have included Neach. Because Neach found favor in the eyes of Hashem. So obviously he wouldn't have obliterated Neach. So even before you go to the next parsha, you already know that Emcha does not mean a total annihilation of the human race. And even, and even more truthfully, we don't even need the next Pasuk as a proof. Learning them pasagufa when we as we learn this very pasuk that Hashem said emcha because mezet for zechavelt mit velch mit mit mention when I learn when you look around you, you look around the world that you're in right now and you will see it's filled with people it's filled with animals very bald chlorid immediately becomes very clear as with emcha gomer mi odmad veima that when the Eibusha said emcha the the the, the, the mankind. And the animals. David did not intend to obliterate the human race and all of the animals. The proof is the fact that they exist, or we exist. This is the nekuda. This is the 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 the, the, the fundamental point that, of, of this sicha. That when the Abister says emcha, it cannot mean to obliterate, because. The fact that the Abishar didn't obliterate means that he never said so. Because had he said so, it would have actually been implemented. Therefore, unlike the way it's understood by Amalek, over here when it says Amcharashi, he says it means to dissolve, to evaporate in the water. Not really evaporate, but salazin means to, to, to cease to exist, to, to become nothing in water. And now it's not a contradiction. The fact that Noyach and whatever was with him in the Teva remained whole. The Xayda was not to wipe them out entirely, nor Michui, to dissolve. Specifically through water. Therefore, the creations that went into the water were dissolved and and uh, uh, ceased to exist. But those that were in the Teva, they were protected from the water. They were not affected by the Gzeda of Emcha. And they remained whole. So that's the beginning of the Pasuk. It can't mean to obliterate mankind because mankind it remained in existence. So therefore it must mean that something else. Rashi says it means to dissolve in water. The decree of the Abishter was that mankind would, would be dissolved in water, but only those that were stuck in the water. Those that were saved from the water, those who were protected from the water by the Teva, survived and remained whole.
laid them using this reasoning. Following this reasoning, that if the Abishter says something, it has to become, it has to be implemented. And if the Abishter had said Emcha, then Emcha has to happen. The same reasoning we could use with Nichamti. From the fact that Neach and, and, and those and that which was in him in the Teva were, were, were saved, it's clear that the Abishter did not have Charata, did not regret the fact that he created them. Had the Abishter regretted creation, the Abishter would have obliterated creation. From the fact that creation still exists, it means that the Abishter did not regret creation. And therefore, Rashi cannot say, his charatati, or animis charet, I regret creation, because that can't be, the proof is that creation still exists. And therefore, Rashi has to come up with another non-literal translation, chashafti malasais, I thought about what to do. So that answers our first question. Why does Rashi not taich nichamti loshen charata? Very simple now. Rashi can't say it means charata because it's clear from the fact that mankind still exists that the Abishter did not have charata on cre- in, uh, in total charata on creation. So that, that's the answer to the first question. What about our second question? How do you reconcile the contradiction in the two Rashis? In the previous Pasuk Rashi says Nichu means charata. And over here, Rashi says Nichu does not mean charata. That's what the Rebbe is going to touch upon in the next paragraph and the next if. This does not contradict the rule that Rashi presented earlier. That whenever it says Nichum, it means to rethink. It means to regret and to come up with a new thought. As we're going to see over here, Nichamti is also going to mean Nimlach to regret or to rethink. It is a new uh, uh, post regret thought. But the regret is not about the fact that he created them. This paragraph is very cryptic. But once you learn Siv Dalit, it's going to become so beautiful. And just to give you a, a, a glimpse, the Rebbe is explaining to us that Nichamti over here does mean that the Abishter regretted something. But it doesn't mean that he regretted creating them it means he regretted something else. And therefore he says, I thought about what to do. Because I regret something. I know I'm still, I'm also being cryptic. But let's learn Sif Dalid. Uh, the only way is, is uh, the only way to explain it is as the Rebbe builds it up through Sif Dalid. And then it'll reorganize the understanding of these Psukim in the most beautiful, beautiful way. I still ask. How could you say that from the fact that Noyach and everything in the Teva remained whole, Rashi is therefore compelled to say that Nichamti does not mean I regret creating them. And the previous Pasik, where the Pasik says, Hashem regretted creating them, as the Rebbe did regret 
creating them. And, and his machshavah changed from Midas Arachmim to Midas Adin. And therefore, from the perspective of Midas Adin, the judgment of Hashem, uh, there, there, was, there, there, there was no more reason for, for, for their existence. Or we can present the same question from the other direction. We can ask the question that we have uh, 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 that we have on this pasuk and that pasuk. If the Abish had truly regretted the creation of mankind and how did mankind remain in existence? So either you're going to say, how does the previous pasuk say that Hashem regretted? Uh, creating people, if people are in, in existence, or you could say, if the Abyss regretted their, 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 their creation, how did they remain in existence? Thus haste, to take these two questions and re- and, and rephrase them. What is the difference between the previous Pasik where it says and our Pasik over there Rashi could translate that it means regret. And in this Pasik he can't say it means regret and he has to translate that it means I, I'm thinking about it. Is there beer in them? Here's the beer. This is the explanation. In Friyur Dikipasik state that is Atsevelibai. In the previous Pasik it says Hashem was sad in his heart. This is the emphasis here. In his heart. When Das Latin tones, Adas Rat Nitter Pasik when the Mavishans like Zaira was a Ragukuman in Dibur. This teaches us that this is not talking about a decree that was brought down in the, in the words of Hashem. This is the Eibishter still in his own thought process. Which is thinking to himself, so to speak. As Rashi over there specifies and emphasizes numerous times. The word, the, the expression of thought. Either he changed his thought. Or it arose in his thought. Or this is a new thought. Either way, we're talking about the Abishter's thought process before it was brought down into the realm of speech. And since the regret that the Abishter had is still only in the realm of thought, we cannot ask why was it not uh, 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 applied into reality? Because since it was only in the Abister's thought process and it did not come down into the Abister's speech, it was not necessary for it to be implemented in reality. As if to say, there's something that I think and then I say it and then it goes to Misa. Only after deeper does it go to Misa. So in a human being, and as the way the Rabbi explains it, the same thing applies to the Abishter. Something that is in the, in the realm of the Abishter's machshav, the Abishter's thought process, does not have to be implemented. It's just a thought. Then when the Abishter says it out, then it means that it has to happen in reality. So the first Pasik, Vayinocham Hashem, the Abishter in his heart or in his mind, regretted the entire creation. Vayinocham Hashem, Allah 
but it did not have to become a reality because it was only in Machshava. Then we come to our Pasik where it says the Abishter said, the Abishter spoke, but does which means a decree that came down into speech. And if the Abishter decrees something, it must happen, it must come down into reality. So now we can say that once Hashem spoke, said the words Emcha, He means to wipe out creation entirely. Because it didn't happen, as we said in the previous Asif. And, therefore, and, and, and since it's Vayoymer, we can say, oh, He just said it, and it didn't happen. Once He says it, it happens. So from the fact that it didn't happen, we know that He didn't say it. So when he says emcha, it, it must mean that he's not going to destroy everything. Therefore, nichamti cannot mean I regret creation because now it's the things the Abister is saying. And if the Abister had said, I regret creation, then creation would cease to exist. And since creation still does exist, obviously he didn't regret creation. And therefore, Rashi says it means I have to think about what to do. Because I see what's going on, I have to tweak the situation or fix the situation. I have to think about it. Based on this, so before we get to Sifei, we answered question number one that he can't say Nichamti means Charata because we see that, the, that he did not destroy the world. It's not a stira between this Pasik and the previous Pasik, because the previous Pasik is talking about the Makshava of the Abishter, and over there, Kharata is possible. Um, it, it's possible to say Kharata because in the Makshava, it does not need implementation. In our Pasik, it's talking about Vayoymer, and therefore we can't say it means Kharata because since the, the, that Kharata wasn't implemented, it obviously, it does not mean Kharata. And therefore, as she says, Khashavti Malasis. We still have a third question about the words Kiasisim. And really, we didn't yet explain how, how how we could use the term nichamti. And we said in the end of Siv Gimel that nichamti means nimlach. That we didn't get to yet. That's what's going to be explained right now in Siv Hey. How does the word nichamti fit into the Pasuk? So first the Rebbe is going to make a, an observation. As in the Abishter said, I will emcha, I will dissolve mankind. This lightened the, the situation in comparison to the previous thought. In the previous thought of the Abishter, there was a regret on the entire creation. That would mean to stop the existence of the entire human race and all the animals. Later, the Abishter says, I will obliterate, not obliterate, I will dissolve mankind. Which meant, to dissolve through water, and because of that, this gzeda will not apply to Noach and his family. So this is a lighter, this is a, a much, much lighter decree. The first decree, which wasn't actually a decree, but it was just in the thought of the Abishter, was to destroy everything. And then the Abishter changed that and said, I will save Noach and his family, 
And that way, mankind will remain in existence. What brought this change to the, to the lighter decree from Emcha? When in previously there was a Olam Machshava, the Ebister thought about destroying everything. Because I thought about, because I made them. I'm considering what to do about them because I created them. Because I created them. They are the handiwork of the Ebishter. I must find a way to sustain their existence. And therefore I'm only gonna I'm only going to dissolve them in water. But those that are not in water are going to are going to survive. So that way I do not destroy the entire world because the world is precious to me because it's something that I made and I created. So this answers the question of Kiasisim. Chashavti malasoy, I'm thinking what to do. Not I'm thinking to destroy them. I'm thinking to not destroy them. Why? Kiasisim, because I made them because they're precious to me. And laid them, and we'll... Uh, We'll read Uis after in the next paragraph just to summarize, but we gotta go into the next paragraph. Now we understand that the word nichamti, which Rashi does not say regret, but it means thinking about it, is not a contradiction to the fact that nichum means a new thought. Also here, nichamti means charata regret. But the regret is not about the fact that I created them. I'm not saying nichamti ki asisim. I regret the fact that I created them. Not after the regret is on the previous thought which included the entire creation without exception, and that's what I regret. Before I thought to myself, I said, I'm thinking about, I'm regretting the existence of the entire creation, which would lead to the destruction of the entire creation. And Kinichamti says Rashi, I now regret that thought. I regret the thought to create, to destroy everybody. Why? Because I created them. They're precious to me. I don't want to destroy all my handiwork. And therefore, I have to think about what to do about what they've done wrong, and therefore emcha, I will dissolve them, so that way it'll punish them, and get rid of most of the evil, but I will; those that are not in water will survive, and that way the world will continue to exist, because the world is precious to me. So you understand what happened over here. The first Abishai had a machshava. The machshava was total annihilation, total obliteration, but... Because it's still a machshava, it doesn't compel reality. Then the Abister says, Emcha. At this point, it's, once the Abister is speaking, it must be something that's going to happen. We know what happened. We're after the story. We know that mankind survived and the world survived. So clearly the Abister did not plan to destroy the world when he said Emcha. So therefore Rashi says, Lashon Michui. 
And then now she, in, in the Chamti case, now she explains what happened. I, I regretted that initial achshava to destroy the whole world. Because I love what I, what, 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 the, work, the work of my hands. I want the world to continue to exist. But I have to, I have to fix the situation. So chashavti malasis, I thought about it. And I came up with a brilliant plan. I'll get rid of most of mankind of that time. But I will save some of mankind and some of the animals and some of the world so that way the world can continue to exist because that's ultimately what the Abishter wants. And with this, we answered all our questions and we understand how precious uh, 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 the, uh, we, we are to the Abishter. The Abishter doesn't want to destroy us. He only wants us to be the best us that we could be. In Sivav and in the Zion, Sivav and Zion, the Rebbe is going to bring two lessons, two very, very practical lessons that we could take from this uh, uh, misunderstanding uh, of Rashi, the way the Rebbe explained it, of these Pesukim. This explanation of Rashi and the words Kinichamti is as every element in Teira, which Teira is always a lesson. This also teaches us a lesson in our Avoida. As we explained, Rashi cannot translate that Nichamti means that they regretted the creation of all of his creations. As he explained earlier, because since it says the Abishar said it, it once Hashem says it, it's a Gzeda that has to be implemented in re, into reality. And it can't and and, and uh, therefore Rashi can't touch that it means and this is a lesson how to what extent one must be careful in his speech. But since Tzadikim was the meat in Ali Eden, which in this context, Tzadikim means every Yid. That your nation are all righteous. So everyone is a Tzadik. And Tzadikim are similar to their Creator. Just like the Abister's words must be implemented into reality, so too when a Yid speaks, it must have an impact. Therefore, we have to be so careful not to say out a negative word about another person. Because when one Yid speaks negatively about another Yid, it can hurt the other person. If you think about the other person's bad, you are transgressing a very severe transgression. But it won't hurt the other person so much. It's a terrible thing to do, to think negatively about another person. But it won't necessarily affect the other person. But if you speak it out, then the other person can suffer from it. Everyone knows the famous story in Ayoyim Yoyim where someone said to the other person, I'm going to tear you to pieces like as if you were a fish. And the Alter Rebbe showed the Talmidim how in Shamayim, person A was shredding the other person as if it was a fish, as if he was a fish. So we, so we, we had a glimpse of the words of a person actually having an impact in reality, at least in spiritual reality. And we see from this, and what the Rebbe is saying over here, that when a Yid says something, it actually, 
it actually has an effect. And I will explain this in the next in the next uh, page. How the words of a person actually have an impact on reality. This will also help us understand what Chazal tell us that Lashnara kills three people. As Lashnara brings umglik of Aladrai, that speaking uh, 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 evil could bring a tragedy onto all three parties. Need place of the sailor on the on herer, not just the 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 teller and the listener. Also, the person about whom it's being spoken. Seemingly, one can ask. Debate these two. There was that lashnara and there was had lashnara. The person speaking, saying it, or the person listening to it. They did something wrong, and therefore they're gonna get, they're gonna they're gonna punish they're gonna get punished for it. They're gonna suffer. The third person, he did something wrong or he said something wrong, but he didn't, this was between him and the Abishter. The fact that two people are talking about him, why should he suffer? Because two people are speaking about him. Is there beer in them? And the explanation is, the nature, and therefore the impact of speech is, that it actually brings something out from the concealed state into a revealed state. When the river calls Mamanet and taking therefore, as long as it's not being spoken about, I feel him in this is Even if it's true that this person is done or is or is not a good person, it remains concealed. When the Rebbe says, the Abister extends himself before he becomes angry. The Abister waits till the person does shuva. So it's something that is a potential uh, uh, negative, negative uh, uh, energy here. But as long as it wasn't set, spoken about, so it's only in, it's still behind the scenes, and the Abister could wait. The person could do shuva. And then it'll never actually impact the person. But if it's spoken about, and it's brought into the revealed sphere in the world of speech this could bring down some a negative negative decree from above which can actually damage or hurt the person so that's why that's why when you speak negatively about someone you're actually affecting that person as well and that's why we have to be so careful that, that whenever there's a vayoymer, whenever we say something we shouldn't it shouldn't be something negative about another person. That's the first lesson that we learned, the power of speech. That once the Ebi says, if Emcha had meant to obliterate, it would have happened. So when we speak, when we say something, it could actually impact reality just because we said it. Then there's another lesson that we could learn from Nashi. The reason why the Ebi's regret uh, for creation did not actually come out with Dibur. Because they just thought about it. What am I going to do about this? The way the Rabbi says it over here is is in the is in the past. Abish is saying now, Emcha. I'm going to only dissolve them and not obliterate them. Why? Because when I had the machshava, the machshava was a regret about the fact that I created them, but I did not have an actual thought to destroy them. I, had, I was thinking about what to do. So I did regret the fact that I created them, 
but I did not decide, even the Machshava, I didn't decide to actually destroy them. Very important point. Nit Vlaiz. Not only did I not say out the decree to destroy them, even in the thought of the Ebishter, there was no decision to Mahabit's and dimension to destroy mankind. It was only a thought of regret for the past. Without a decision of what to do. And since we were talking about the, 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 the handiwork of the Ebishter, the Ebishter changed the thought that it should be a positive thought as that Noyach and his, those that, that and whatever was with him in the Teva should survive. And this too is a lesson for everyone. Even when you see another, another, on another Yid, that his evil, his wickedness, is intensifying. And the inclination of the person's thoughts is only bad. So you think to yourself, this is a bad person. That when you know that every yid is a sapling of his planting, the handiwork of the din, one should not carry out a decision a resolution. Even in your thought. He has to be judged favorably. There's two things you could say. You could think to yourself, oh, this person's a bad person. Or you could say, this person must be punished. So even if you notice that the person's a bad person, to even in your thought to say, this person must be punished, one shouldn't do that. As we see by the Abishter, that the Abishter didn't decide to destroy mankind, even in his thought. He regretted what he did. He felt bad about the fact that he created them because they were, they were wicked. But he didn't yet decide to destroy them. Instead, he said, let me think about this. And he came up with a plan that could save mankind while destroying the actual evil. <laughs> knows what's going on on the inside of the person. The Ebishter doesn't make mistakes. The Ebishter saw that the people were bad. It was obviously true. Refrained from carrying out, even in his thought process, a final resolution. Certainly, a human being that says, which is very possible, but very capable of making a mistake. Person shouldn't stand strong, shouldn't be firm, and come out. And or, or or conclude rather with a a, a negative opinion on the person. It's very possible. That is the reality that the truth is not as it seems. A person should judge the entire person favorably. And Chazal explained, the entire person. You don't know the whole picture. You only know some of the picture. So the human being is, has a limited uh, uh, vision of reality. So Madak the Abishter didn't come to a conclusion. Certainly we should not come to a conclusion. And that's the second lesson. That even if you see someone doing something wrong or see someone, you should not decide for them what has to happen to them because you don't know the, the, you, you don't know the whole story. And even the Abishter, who does know the whole story, did not come to that resolution. So what we have over here is 
an incredible uh, 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 180 degree turn of, of the word kinichamti. Nichamti kiasisim doesn't mean as a person would understand by looking at uh, looking even in the Rashi without understanding the sicha that it means I have to think about basically means a regret or close to regret the fact that I created them. No, I'm regretting my initial thought of destroying them. And I have to come up with a new idea that'll save mankind. Why Kiasisim? Because I created them. I love them. I, I, it's my handiwork. And, and, and that's the lesson to us. Number one, never speak negatively about another Yid. And number two, even when you're thinking about another Yid, never finalize a, a negative resolution, even in your thought, because you might not have the entire picture.